Welcome to In Their Best Interest, a podcast dedicated to including and elevating student voices in education and advocacy conversations, because it's in their best interest for adults to listen. In this episode of In Their Best Interest, I visited Enloe Magnet High School in Raleigh, North Carolina, where I had the opportunity to speak with three of the founding members of the Enloe Student Equity Team. Today we are here with the Enloe High School Student Equity Team, and we're going to start with introduction. Uh, my name is Jacob Turner, and I'm a senior, and this is my second year on the equity team. Uh, same with me. My name is Hamilton Moore, and this is also my second year on the equity team. I'm Jordan King. I'm a senior at Enloe, and this is my second year on the equity team. With um, My first question is, there's a lot of talk between equality and equity, and I think sometimes people think that means the same thing. So can you help us define the difference between equity and equality? Well, for me, equality is, is more like all, this is, Enloe in, in is a magnet school. So that means magnet schools are placed in neighborhoods where there's lower, lower socioeconomic kids. So kids with poorer backgrounds, and then they hope to bring in kids from higher affluence areas into these lower affluence areas to have them mingling kids. And equality is giving them all the same thing. They all get the same teachers, and they all get the same amount of help. But that's not, that's not really what, equality isn't really fixing the problem. Because since they're already so far behind, giving them the same, everybody giving them the same thing is not going to ever even the playing field. Equity, on the other hand, equity is evening the playing field, looking at the lower affluence kids and giving them extra help, giving them coordinators to help them and people to talk to them. Because as, as much as it is money, too, it's also the experience, emotional experiences that they, they inflict and they come through. So giving them people that they can talk to and feel comfortable with and spend extra time, that's what equity is. It's making sure that the playing field is every, even for everyone. So talk to me about how the student equity team got started here at Enloe. So um, three years ago we had uh, we got a new principal um, and I'm pretty sure the first year he came in uh, he kind of independently with the administration team started planning like how they would integrate equity into the work and what they wanted to do um, and by his second year which was two years ago uh, he introduced uh, four different teams. So there's a parent team, there's a teacher team, there's a student team, and then there's an administrative team. Um, so the student equity team was part of that and it just started, you know, the earliest memory I have really is um, we, a group of like 16 or so of us, um, spent just a whole day of school in the library just kind of trying to figure out where we wanted to take things. So that was really how it got started. And so you all were part of really the foundation of it. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily Dr. Chavis saying, we're going to do an equity team and this is how it's going to be. It was more of a partnership with the students. Right. It was really more along the lines of he gave us the idea, but he let us foster it. He almost kind of took a step back and let Mr. Greg Myers, who does this for a living, he understands this. And we're young kids, so he kind of taught us what to do. And then 
our ideas, our mind, let us foster this into what it is today. Can you talk to me about how each of you decided or wanted to be part of it? Like, what was, what was the reason? Why are you sitting at the table today? Let's start with Jordan. Okay, so um, I was a part of the fall play a couple years ago. It was called We the People, and it was written by students, and we covered topics of, like, racial inequalities, sexual orientation, just all the daily things that we go through as teenagers, especially here at Enloe. And Dr. Chavis came to us and wanted us to present a couple of pieces from the play to the staff on one of their early release days. And we had a talk back session where they got to ask us questions about like our process and how did we get to this place. And I spoke about what the process looked like just collaborating with other students and my peers and creating something that was truthful to each and every one of us and Dr. Chavis uh, got in contact with the director Miss Dillard and asked her if I could be a part of the equity team if that was something that I wanted to do so he got my email and emailed me and then I came to one of the equity days at the library and just getting to talk to other students and Mr. Meyer and just really being in an environment that fostered so many new ideas was really what got me like hooked to it and wanted me to like do more of it and it's presented us with like amazing opportunities so that's great. Well for me, uh, I'm on the football team and if you don't know, the football team is mostly base kids. I, however, am a magnet kid. So, like I was talking about earlier, the base kids are usually lower affluence kids. And for me, like, I've seen among the school, I go to, I'm in AP and honor classes, and I rarely, if ever, see any of my football friends in those AP and honors classes. So that's what it meant a lot to me, to give my best friends who play on the field with me, who I want them to go to college, I want to see them succeed, the same chance as me to be successful. Because how was a kid who might not know what he's having on dinner for the table, whether or not he's going to eat dinner, going to play the same way as me? How are we going to go on the field together and have the same chance to go to college? And the way college is the way out for these kids. So how are we going to have kids be able to go to college if they're not even sure what they're going to be able to eat for dinner and they have the same chances to get out and be successful like the higher affluence kids? Mm-hmm. What about you, Jacob? Um, so... In my sophomore year, I was involved with a, a student-led group that got like an annual grant every year, and we worked on juvenile justice. So um, he knew about that organization, and by virtue of nature, we were already kind of a, a diverse group, and we were having kind of some of these conversations, not really about Enlo, but about society at large. Mm-hmm. Um, so he invited all of us, and I think the reason... I stayed was just because um, I think like a lot of kids want like Enlo to change and like recognize the problem that exists at Enlo Um, but because there isn't an opportunity to like change the system itself because like we don't have the space or like the power to do so um, it can be like frustrating in that sense so this was an opportunity I think um, where we got some power where we got some some space to really uh, come up with these ideas and it's like a slow process obviously um, but I think it's a good opportunity as an educational experience just for like kids to be in the space but also um, for the for the school to actually grow and change mm-hmm. so can you tell us a little bit about 
the work that you're doing now? Because it's evolved a lot from when you started last year to now the team's bigger and you are some of the founding members. So what are you working on now? Um, I think right now what it's we are trying to get new people involved. We just a couple days ago, I believe it was Monday, had an opportunity for teachers to come out and just hear about the work if they want to join the teacher equity team. And I know that in the near future, we're thinking about uh, rolling out each strategy to the teachers at early release days so that they can get the full idea of it so that they can start implementing these things in their classrooms. Um, and we've gotten a lot of opportunities to speak to really big platforms. We got to talk to the school board, Wake County School Board, and just let them know what we're doing. And I think that it's really important that everyone's just aware of it. So right now, you know, we're we're going slow to go fast. It's like taking a long time to really just flesh out everything, but I think that's good so that when we do present it to people, when the information is given to people, it's clear and it's concrete so that they can have a holistic view of what we're doing. Yeah. So last like last year was our inaugural year and I think we spent, I mean, arguably the first half, but kind of the whole year in general was about like what actions are we trying to take? What is an equitable thing for the school to have? Who needs to be involved? How do we get these people involved? And we have a pretty large, solid team now. Um, but a lot of us who, who were here in the beginning are seniors now, so we're mm -hmm. about to roll off. So it's a lot about like, how can we keep that continuity in between the years? Um, but yeah, this year will be, really be the first time I think um, there's direct action and like direct change in a lot of ways so like jordan was talking about you know we have these five strategies that we came up and researched last year um and presented about but this year is really more about ensuring that that's like part of teachers expectations that's like part of the system here so what what are the five strategies um proximity uh which is physical but more just about like how you use space in your classroom visibility which is uh, essentially like do your students feel seen how do you interact with them in a way that makes their their presence feel valuable um, checking for understanding which is making sure whatever you're teaching is being understood and changing how you teach if you need to um, addressing race which is addressing race in the classroom directly or indirectly but you know even if you're a science teacher there are ways to um, incorporate race and equity into your curriculum and then um, connecting with students uh, lives and future selves, um, which gets talked about a lot. So it's it's really building those personal relationships and understanding that like, you know, your class isn't that child's most important class. Like not every kid is going to be absolutely in love with chemistry. Um, and it's important to understand that that's okay. And then also allow them chances to do other things. And the kids that really do love chemistry or whatever can also have a chance to thrive. You know, you talked a little bit about you went to the school board and, and shared with them um, and some things that you're doing here with teachers. And, and as seniors, what, what would be your hope for the team to continue, not only here, but, but thinking about in the district and as you go off to colleges, what would be your hope for, um, for continuing the work, um, not only here at the team, but for yourselves? Like, do you have plans, you know, as you move on and leave Enlo to carry the work with you? I think more than anything, it's just about every kid getting a fair shot at life. We're all kids just trying to make it out and 
be better than what our parents were. And I think that's what we want. We just want every kid to have the shot to live up to their best ability. Uh, I think it's definitely something that we can carry into our colleges wherever we're going. I mean, every place can use more equity. And I think that equity, it doesn't just have to be the five strategies that we've come up with, that we've, you know, sorted through. You know, we practice equity every day. And it's just like in the way that you treat people and interactions with people. And I think that like my biggest hope is that equity in future years, like not just here in Wake County or at Inlow, but everywhere, it's just something that everyone does. It's not like some huge idea that that we can't wrap our heads around. It's like something that schools just do because it's their job and it's what we need to do. So like Hamilton said, everyone can have the same shot. I don't want it to be this idea that everyone is just so just in awe of. It should just be something that we do. When like public education was like popularized, right? And even now still, like the whole idea is that public education is a great equalizer. Like anybody can go to a public school, anybody can have these opportunities and anyone can climb out, um, which really means equity. Um, and there's like a lot of external societal factors like determine, you know, how kids are gonna do in school, like socioeconomic status or race. Um, but I, I mean, I think the goal for us at Enlo is to start, you know, bridging that gap between these, you know, the base students who are typically of color and of lower socioeconomic standing and these magnet kids who are typically white, Indian, Asian, and higher affluence. Um, and not only bridging that in like test outcomes or whatever, but like interpersonally, because so often, you know, I can go throughout an entire day and only interact with magnet kids that I know. Um, but there are 26 kids at the school, you know? Um, and, and across the district, I think it's a bigger question, but you know, we're changing the system here, but if we can change the system here, maybe it changes at other schools, and if it changes at other schools, it changes out, you know, on the school board, and if it changes there, right? So like, in general, I think, the, the biggest thing from this is just like student voice, mm -hmm. like having not only like hearing them, but listening to them and giving them a chance to like do the work themselves. So like the school board has non-voting student members on it, but like you can have a senior on there who's 18 who can vote, who's like a member of the school board um, and things like that, which, which feel long off and kind of uh, absurd in some ways to us right now. But I think that's like what will be the most equitable. And then to add on to that, I think the biggest thing is that it's we wanted at we wanted at other schools, but we don't want you guys to be exactly the same as us because we are a very diverse diverse school. Some schools are very they have the, like a lot of the same demographic, so it, I think it's building that each school is different. That's what we're trying to teach people that what our rules may not be the same as your rules. What you guys need may not be the same as what we need. So vary it to yourselves. We want everyone to have equitable practices, but in the way that benefits you the best. I think that's well said. I think like what I, I think what I'm taking away from you is it's not this package of here's here's the lesson plan. Now yeah. go implement it in your school. You really have to look at, you know, who is your student population and where are they coming from and what does that mean? I am in awe. I'm glad that you feel like you have a voice at the table and that people are listening. And I hope that, that you accomplish everything you want to accomplish this year. Thanks for talking to me. Thank you, Thank you for having us.